0: Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options, even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Kegger Talk Show, episode eight. How are you doing, Joanne? Great. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. Today we have another really exciting, or well exciting, but very interesting topic. Uh, we'll be talking about how to recognize Alzheimer's disease. And right. I think uh, there's a lot of confusion and and you know, we talked about about it before the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia. And so I think there's a you know a lot to be aware of yeah it's it's interesting because there are so many symptoms
1: and so it can take you on many journeys and so we want to kind of the way we talked about getting a good diagnosis we want to really be clear about what you're seeing and what's different and one of the things that i notice all the time about alzheimer's is that it's a slow process remember when we talked about vascular and how it's stepwise and things change and then they're level off. Oh, this is very different. And that's why I think it's hard to recognize because mm-hmm. it goes really slow and it can last up to 12 years. It can be just wow. three years for some and 12 for someone else.
0: So so yeah. I can imagine it if let's say you live with somebody, so with, if uh, with, with vascular disease, you have like much more sudden changes yes. versus if it's very slow. So, if you live with a person, then right. it's a lot harder to recognize yes. these slow changes. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: definitely is. So, uh, the Alzheimer's Association, as you know, has been fantastic about truly getting out information. So, one of the things I wanted to just briefly touch on today has to do with what everybody talks about is the top 10 symptoms that you Mm -hmm. see and why that is important for you to begin to recognize. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the difference and what's really happening with people. Mm -hmm. But this is the basic things that we've been, that we've heard. And of course, memory loss is the first thing you hear about that disrupts your daily life. But so if you're having a normal day and you forget somebody's name you don't have that Good. <laughs> as long as it comes back to you in a little while. Yeah, <laughs> we all do that because we stress out. Yes. So keeping in mind that one is you've lost it completely. It can't be recovered. And the other is you may lose it in the beginning, but you're thinking about other things and Then, oh, all of a sudden, oh, gosh, our name is Peggy and that'll come back to you. So you're OK. That's mm-hmm. fine. OK. So solving problems and making plans, thats that to me goes back to finances. And I got to tell you something. Now, I want the audience to understand, if you have never been able to balance your checkbook, yes. that does not mean you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> How, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> However, if that suddenly becomes an issue, yeah. you may want to start looking at that. Not paying bills, not staying on top of things and then being confused about them. And that's a clear sign that something is definitely going wrong. Yeah.
0: So if the skill was there before, exactly. and
1: suddenly it's gone, doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, to give you a balance of mm-hmm. the, this is it, this is not it. <laughs> so um, if you uh, have always had, um, let's say, you're a great cook, you're great skills and all of that in the kitchen. But all of a sudden you can't remember how to program the microwave. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What does that mean? Now I think for most people, um, if you're doing it on a regular basis, it's a pretty simple procedure, right? So when you start realizing that maybe I can't remember how to make my favorite recipe, yeah. All of a sudden, and I'm putting the wrong ingredients in making biscuits or something. I'm using sugar instead of salt or something like that. So those begin to trigger things for you. You start to mm-hmm. see, oh, there, there's definitely something going on with her at, at this point. And a big one is confusion with time and place. And, you know, we talked a little bit about that, but the reality is for most people, Going through the day, you're okay. You know what, 3 o'clock you have an appointment yep. and you've got to do mm-hmm. this in the morning. The problem is that you set an appointment and then that person can no longer has to keep asking you, now, what time did you say that appointment? Is it at 3 o'clock or mm-hmm. is it at 2 o'clock? Mm-hmm. That's another indicator. Um, now, if you remember that and you get your steps back, you're fine with that. Yeah. If you lose something in the house, misplace it. Well, happens <laughs> a lot. we've all done <laughs> that. Yes. Where did I put my sunglasses? We're lucky. Right. But if you get to the point where you really don't know and you can't find it, yeah. that's one thing. But if you can retrace, retrace your steps mm-hmm. and you figure it out, there you are. So that means you don't really have. You and I know that we get very complicated sometimes during the day. There's lots yes. going on. Yes. And you get forgetful. But that doesn't yeah. mean that you have... A, a disease of the brain so we want you to be able to understand that mm-hmm. okay um, understanding images is another one further down the line so in other words you don't recognize something at all you don't even know what you do with it so you might see um, let's say a razor blade and a toothbrush and you don't know which one you're supposed to brush your teeth with oh, because no, yeah you no longer recognize yeah So that's one of those things where we talked about a while ago that you need to set up things to make it successful Mm -hmm. for that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really um, one of the, it can go through bathing, it can go through any issue, shaving, you just have everything set up so that you know exactly what's going. And then you might need a little help with your, whatever you're doing. So uh, a lot of trouble finding words. And that becomes another thing. One of the first things that they lose is their nouns so they can they can explain it to you but Uh they can't tell you what it is they can't tell the word really important for you not to correct them either because that's one of the issues that we had we talked about that a Uh little bit before yes that's a tough one though so we want to make sure about that um decreased poor judgment so you you don't You're not making good decisions about anything you're doing. It's not making any sense. Why would you do that? I told Mm -hmm. you what we're going to do today, and you made another decision that doesn't make any sense to me. So we all have moments where we make maybe not the best judgment about things, but if that becomes sort of a regular pattern about then you begin to recognize, okay, this is definitely a sign, and we want to be very clear about that. Um, sometimes the first people that notice this are people at work. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I think because you spend a great deal of your time in a work environment, Mm -hmm. but if that person is no longer able to follow schedules or to be able to discipline themselves through their routine of the day, somebody that's working with them is going to say, gee, that's, that's really not like that person. They're so organized and all of a sudden Everything is just chaos. That's definitely a clear sign. And then, of course, that's going to happen when you get home. (laughs) That's true. You're right. You know, you're going to start getting, you don't have anything organized. You can't find anything. That's another sign for you, too. Also, if you are withdrawing from work or social and you don't want to be out around other people, and this person had always been the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Something going on with that. Now you and I have had our days <laughs> by the end of the yes. week <laughs> where we want to go home and we just want to relax. We yes. don't want to go out and do social events that's and true. that's okay. But if that has become a daily routine,
0: yeah, like a regular yeah, thing, yeah. then
1: that becomes, you know, really a challenge and a big one Uh, that I think people notice mostly is personality changes. Mm -hmm. When somebody has always been very outgoing and very calm and an interesting conversationalist, and all of a sudden they become withdrawn and they don't talk very much. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're not comfortable with the language anymore and they know that people will make fun of them and so Mm -hmm. they begin to withdraw. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of that, that you go, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. What's happened here? Because she loves to go out every night after work and see her friends. Not doing that anymore. So those those are the easy ones that people talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. But what I want to talk about a little bit um, it has to do with, you know, the thing that they remember the most is long ago.
0: Long-term memories. Past, right, yes. long-term
1: memories. Short-term memories uh, are gone. And that is part of if you ever see the visuals of the brain, you'll begin to see the deterioration and the brain shrinks one third its normal size, Wow! which is loses lots of pieces. So this is why when people say, oh, it's just a memory problem, just, you know, that's, that's all there is to it. But when you realize that your brain is going to shrink one third its size, we're talking about the whole brain is Mm -hmm. going to be affected. Mm -hmm. You're going to start seeing many different problems, which when we said mood problems, personality, um, lots of things like that, you're going to start seeing. One of the interesting things that we run across quite often is when family members come in and they want to see their mom and the mom doesn't recognize who they are. No longer, because what they're feeling is that they're living in the past, which means they think they're 21. So I have a child. I don't know who you are. Who are are you? Who are you? Because they don't recognize that you would be all grown up now. Because to them, they still have a job. They still have a home that they want to, you know, and they want to go to work. And where are my children? So the big mistake that families make is coming in and saying, "Come on, mom, you know who I am. You know my name. Yeah, don't you just... know my name?" That's mm. the worst thing we can do because you you intimidate them so much, and then they feel bad because yes. they can't come up with a name, and they still don't know who you are. So, <laughs> we, it's just it's,
0: not helpful at all. No. I mean, I think it's yeah for a family member. I mean, it must be understand very it can be very painful if suddenly it let's is. say your mom doesn't remember who you are but right. at the same time and i know i keep repeating myself but <laughs> it's the disease it's not that yes she the person doesn't remember you it's the disease and that she's just somewhere else at that point in time and you know it's interesting that you say that because
1: people surprisingly so many people have difficulty with this
0: mm. because
1: it's emotional yeah and it's personal. Yes. And, you know, um, from a clinical standpoint, a lot of the nurses do very, very well with someone else's family. Mm-hmm. And they feel the and understand, of course, the empathy. But then suddenly it's their mom. And, whoa, totally is different. that a different feeling? Yeah. Because your emotions are tied to the brain. You have all of these memories, whether this person was wonderful to you or awful to you will play a role in how you respond to that person. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Now, I have a story to tell you that really Mm -hmm. um, many years ago, we had a family that um, we really just loved. And this person, the, the daughter came down to see the mother, and the mother was just this really I don't know she had beautiful gowns she was jewelry dripping all over her when she came in and she just was this very sweet polite little person and the son came in to see I'm sorry the daughter came in to see him and it was it was like who's that person because her behavior her personality had suddenly flipped to this other person who was just all elegant her mom used to be casual Ugh. and didn't care about any of that. And then all of a sudden she just seemed like she was this different person. Aww. So it was, it was a shock to her, but you have to understand that when the personality changes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we go with the flow. Yes. As we say, yeah. there's, I mean, you can't really do anything else with that. No. The other thing I will tell you though, is this has always been a really hard thing. And that is, I want to go home. I want to go home. And a lot of times you think, well, you are home. Yeah. Mom, this is your home. No, this is not my home. The home they're thinking about is which one, Val?
0: Probably from a while back. From when they grew up. Oh, Because wow.
1: they're so young in their mind and where yeah. they are at that time that they're thinking about, you know, this is not where I, I don't know. I don't recognize this place. And so I want to go home because it's emotional to you yes. to go home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, very much. So, you know, the other thing that you will hear quite often, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. I want all right. <laughs> to give you sort of that that interesting little piece to this. And that is when um, when somebody is still feeling like they're 27 years old, if you show a picture of them at their normal, at their age now, they're going to say, who is that old person? <laughs> who is that old person? Because they're not going to recognize themselves. Even when they look in the mirror, Yes, they go, who is that? I don't know that old person there. And that's interesting because you've lost that ability to, to recognize who you are and what's going on because you're living in the past. So it's it's kind of a tricky thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is, and we worry about people because they don't really recognize it. Sometimes you will you will hear um, a mother who is ninety five years old, and she's asking the nurse, "I want to see my mama. I want to see my mama." Now, in my mind, and in a lot of the teachings that I've had over all the years, the part of that is saying she needs something, and mama. Always gives her that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So she may be hungry. She may be thirsty. She may need to be changed. She may need all kinds of physical help. She just can't tell you. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, it's when I say I want my mama. It's because mama always helps and gives her what she needs. So be thinking that because the worst thing you can do at 99 and 9 is say your mama's gone. She's, yeah. She's not here anymore. Yeah. You're
0: 99. Oh, no. That's oh the worst. Because, oh, my God. And people don't understand. Especially if you then say something like your mama is gone. It's like you're probably going to get a reaction like, what do you mean my mama is gone? Right. And then you and have them suffer the pain and the loss all over again. It's just, it's frankly, it's cruel. I it is cruel. cruel. Because they will relive. And the
1: same thing happens if you tell them your husband is dead or your yeah. wife is dead. They, they're they like, why didn't anybody tell me? And they have a complete breakdown. So that reality orientation has to go away. Yes. We have to know that wherever they're living in the past is where we need to go with them because we can do that, Mm -hmm. but they
0: can't, they can't, they're not any different than they're going to be. So, and I think at that point too, so if, if she's saying, you know, if you're saying like, I need my mom, then. Like you said, so if there might be like a, a, a need, something that yes. her mom used to do for her. So then at exactly. that point, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, as a caregiver, it's the I would say, put on the detective hat. That's right. And try to find out yeah. what it might be. Right. Right. You know, what is that unmet yeah. need? So one of the things that can happen also in
1: that same context is when you think about that, when you're trying to discover something, um, say, oh, you're looking for your mom. Um, Tell me a little bit about your mom. I bet she was a great cook. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, that's totally distraction. And and you have to go with that. You don't want to lie to them. Yeah. And you don't want to say things that are not true. So what you want to do is find something that they know they can talk about and then talk about a little bit like say, oh, gosh, I bet your mom made coffee first thing in the
0: morning. Mm, Didn't that Every morning. And that's, that woke me up yeah. every morning. Right.
1: And so then you begin to say, guess what? I just made some coffee.
0: You did. Let's
1: go sit down and have a cup. So... You know, this distraction thing can be very powerful, yeah. but you have to learn. It's a skill.
0: Yeah. you got practice, to practice it. Practice, <laughs> practice, It may not be
1: perfect the first time, oh, yeah. but setting the house up and the environment really helps so that you feel like they're, they feel comfortable. And when they feel comfortable, then they feel they're at home.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what we have to Sort of think out of the box, yep. do it differently than we've ever done it yes. before.
0: Try something new, try Absolutely. a different
1: approach. Absolutely, you know? it's really a, a different way of looking at it, mm-hmm. but that's how you can start thinking of the, I always think of this a kind of like, um, you're the lighthouse, yep, or the person with dementia is the lighthouse, you're the lighthouse. I'm <laughs> All right, you. No. um, I'm the boat mm-hmm. and I can move around and I can make changes, but True. you're stuck. Yeah, you are where you are. Yeah, and so we want to be able to work around whatever your thoughts are and wherever you're at. Yeah, it's
0: the best the best way to uh, approach that. I think that's a great way yeah. of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So um, I think you still have actually. So we had talked about last time we <laughs> get, we had gotten the feedback that it's great to have the episodes at like. You know, fifteen to twenty minutes on. length. Right, right. Um, So, what do you think, Jen? Will um, well, we can move uh, finish, make this part one. We can and, do part one yep. and then move on to two
1: little subjects with this, and one of them is going to be on medication.
0: Ooh, that's yes. Very important. And the other important. one is
1: going to be young onset. Yep. Because there's two different. It's the after sixty five and before sixty five, uh-huh. and there's some interesting information I think they need
0: to know about the young onset. So we'll make that part two. Yes, absolutely. okay. All right. then well, uh, we uh, we hope you will uh, join us back in part two. Thank you so much, Joanne. I absolutely. think that's just a lot of, you know, a lot of really great tips and advice of like try to look at it from a different angle. Yeah. you yeah. know, try yeah. something different. I think that's really and really don't critical. be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. Just jump right in and try something different and see it. if that makes a difference absolutely. Know? All right, well, we hope to welcome you back in uh, episode, or I'm sorry, part two. There you go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.